The update here is Kyle Rittenhouse has been found not guilty on all charges. The judge is going to speak with the jury a little bit more, but Kyle Rittenhouse nearly collapsed when the verdict was read. Kyle Rittenhouse has been found not guilty of all charges. He was charged with killing two individuals hurting another during a night of unrest after a Black Lives Matter uh, protest when a white police officer killed a black man in Kenosha, Wisconsin. All right, we are going to go now to our station, WMTV in Madison, Wisconsin. They have been following this trial. They've had a reporter in Kenosha, Wisconsin for several days now. We're going to go straight there and hear from their reporter. Most people heard that verdict. There was an immediate cheer, applause, uh, mostly from the people who were holding up self-defense is not a crime type of signs, those in favor of uh, Rittenhouse. And, you know, those who are kind of taking up some of these camera scenes right now and interviews by the media, they are uh, saying that this is the verdict that they were hoping to hear. Um, and besides, there haven't been any new people coming over to the scene just yet. Uh, mostly, you know, the space courthouse is divided by uh, the family of Jacob Blake as well as those who are again in favor of Rittenhouse. So different uh, camps, I guess, uh, on this, uh, on these steps right now. Uh, people with megaphones trying to make their opinions heard and it's clear uh, people are very divided on this issue. For now live in Kenosha, Michelle Beck, NBC 15 News. Yeah, motions certainly running high on both sides of this trial. As I said, you had people there in support of Kyle Rittenhouse, many of whom have traveled from outside of the state. We interviewed several people uh, from Omaha, Nebraska this morning. We know people from Seattle came that far away to be there to show their support for Kyle Rittenhouse during this trial. But a lot of people, too, uh, feel that there should have been a conviction here, at least on some of the charges uh, when it comes to those five felony counts that Kyle Rittenhouse was facing. But again, not guilty on all counts. Uh, again, you saw Kyle Rittenhouse kind of fall to his knees in the courtroom there. Uh, he was facing life in prison if he was convicted on that most serious of charges, that first-degree intentional homicide charge. But as you can see, a little smile there from Kyle Rittenhouse as he wraps up the uh, court proceedings. All right, you are listening to our station in Madison, Wisconsin. They have a reporter in Kenosha, Wisconsin, with a camera right outside of the courthouse. They are documenting reaction after Kyle Rittenhouse has been found not guilty on all charges. He had been on trial for killing two people and injuring another during a night of unrest of protest after a white police officer killed a black man in that community. We're going to switch gears and go to our station, Cleveland 19, where right now they're interviewing an attorney from a law firm who is helping us break down exactly what this verdict means. Let's go ahead and go straight there now. Reckless recklessly endangering safety with the use of a dangerous weapon. And so you're surprised that he didn't get convicted on at least that, that he used a weapon to recklessly endanger an individual. I personally am surprised, yes. Um, but again, you know, this is in the, the jury's hands and they took days to go through and analyze this evidence. Um, and so based on you know the jury instructions i'm assuming that they felt they were not presented with the appropriate evidence to find these charges beyond a reasonable doubt 
but just my watching of the trial and again i was not there every day like the jury was i personally am surprised by that yes and there was an immense amount of evidence in this case. I'm also going to bring in noted uh, defense attorney here in Northeast Ohio, Susan Moran. Susan, I'd like uh, to get you to weigh in on this case. Uh, this came down to whether or not you thought Kyle Rittenhouse was acting in self-defense. Bottom line, that's what this case came down to, correct? 100%. And, and, and if you had to buy into that theory, all the other charges would have been off the table. This idea of, you know, the recklessly interfering with the, um, you know, the police. Um, if, if you feel like, I'm sorry, I'm having some technical difficulties. No Can problem. you see me? Sure. <laughs> um, so if you believe that uh, he was Susan, acting I think you turned your camera off. Let's try and get your camera back on there. There we go. Much better. Okay. So continue. <laughs> well, so, I'm not so sure about that. Maybe it was better with the camera <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just fine here. So your your what you were saying there is that if you're in that jury room, before you even get to all the list of charges, the very first question you have to answer is, did he act in self-defense? I mean, obviously, the jury can kind of evaluate it in any order that they want. But if they feel that he acted in self-defense, then they're not going to feel that he acted recklessly, right? So that's a different mens rea. Um, and, you know, as all crimes have, you know, did you knowingly do something? Did you purposefully do something? Did you recklessly do something? So if you find that he's doing something to preserve his own life, you're not going to find that he acted recklessly. And so that gets into the other charges uh, that uh, as soon as you answer that question, and, and that was really a point of contention. We heard the judge uh, sort of uh, play this out with both the prosecution and the defense without the jury in the room. They spent a lot of time talking about, well, do they even need to consider the other charges if they find that he acted in self-defense? The fact that it took four days, Susan, what does that say to you uh, in a jury? That, that obviously means there was conflict within that room. Uh, maybe, or it just meant they did their job. I mean, there was a lot of evidence they had to go through. They probably, they probably, uh, we know from the fact that they asked the jury instructions, they were pretty thorough, right? They wanted to go through everything. They wanted to look at the, the verbiage of what their obligations were. And so I think they took it seriously. So I don't think they rushed to judgment on this. Let's uh, get our other uh, defense attorney in, Tara Coleman. Uh, Tara, you've uh, tried in front of a jury before. You know what it takes. Uh, if you're an attorney and you saw that this decision took four days, what does that say to you? Uh, if, if, uh, after about day two, I would have been nervous. Um, as a defense, I would have been nervous. Camera, how do you tackle a case like this? Well, you know, it's very interesting when you do have that kind of video because in my practice, we generally don't, right? So you have to create the vision for the jury, right? And you tell the story with your narrative. So now when you do have this video, you have to utilize this video and you have to tailor it to be consistent with your theory of the case. So uh, obviously the defense attorneys would have had this before their trial. They would have known what sort of theory of the case they wanted to, to fashion. Um, and I think they, they did that. They did it effectively. And if you remember, there, there became a point of contention in the trial about the defense having a compressed video. Um, and they said that it wasn't clear. Uh, and they didn't realize that there was a better presentation of that video. And they had, you know, they preserved their objections for it. Should there have been a conviction, they would, you know, 
ask for a retrial based on some disadvantage, some discovery violations. So um, it becomes very significant. And I know in, in my practice, when there is video, it can be a game changer. Um, there is no illusion about what happened because it's there unless you can show the video is not accurately representing what actually happened. So um, it's it's a tool and it, it, it kind of makes this like out of out of Hollywood in a weird way that it, it's crazy that he was being followed around by a documentarian. I mean, it's just insane. And I think as a obviously I'm a defense attorney, but as a prosecutor, I think I may have used that more. I may have said, you know, he was playing a role he was, you know, trying to be a hero. And as you know, the, um, the judge didn't allow the prosecution to use that theory. You know, they wanted to inter introduce all this Instagram stuff about, you know, just trying to be famous. Um, so it, it, it really it is a huge factor. And it was in this case. You know, what was interesting and the prosecution made a point uh, there towards the end and possibly in the closing arguments, the prosecutor said, uh, that when you are acting uh, on your own accord, uh, that does not give you the right uh, to use that deadly weapon. And that is right when the judge started to get uh, angry uh, with the prosecution. And uh, boy, the judge has played an entire role in this case and could be a whole nother uh, topic of conversation. The idea that Kyle Rittenhouse went to Kenosha. You can't just say that he went there uh, looking for blood. Uh, the judge would not allow that. It makes it very difficult as a prosecutor to find why he was there and what he was there willing to do. Absolutely. I mean, I really feel like this judge tying the prosecutor's hand behind his back. And I, I, I can't imagine a judge being this deferential. Um, I, in my experience, uh, have, have not seen anything like this. Um, it, it does kind of make you wonder who, what kind of audience he was playing to, potentially. Um, I thought that his decorum was unprofessional. Um, I've never been screamed at like that, um, and I would never expect to be screamed at like that. Um, so I, I wonder, sometimes when there's a, a light shining, um, people feel like they need to perform. And I think that there was some performances here. Uh, that's an interesting take. Uh, Tara Coleman uh, with Baker Hostetler, want to bring you back in. Uh, when you see uh, the prosecution get scolded for the notion, and, and I want you to talk about how well, uh, as any attorney that uh, has their license, has uh, received education, the idea of bringing up that Kyle Rittenhouse said nothing, remained silent when he was arrested, and that he brought that up to the jury as if to say, oh, look, uh, he didn't say anything as soon as he was arrested. That should show that he is guilty. Why was that significant? I think that, I mean, I think it's kind of significant just in that it's illustrating um, this kind of particular judge, how, how he is and how he has handled that case, right? So I will say, Following some reporting on this, it seems that although we're surprised and by some of the actions of the judge in this case, 
And it's not kind of, you know, what Susan and I are normal or are used to when we're dealing with judges. I will say right, right now you're listening to experts break down the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Kyle Rittenhouse has been acquitted of all charges. That's the latest breaking news that's happening right now out of Kenosha, Wisconsin. He pleaded self-defense in the deadly Kenosha, Wisconsin shootings that became a flashpoint in the nation's debate over guns, vigilantism, and racial injustice. The jury came back with its verdict after close to three and a half days of deliberation. Rittenhouse, who's 18 years old now, was 17 at the time, could have gotten life in prison if he had been found guilty of the most serious charge against him. He was charged with homicide. Rittenhouse, who's 18 years old, could have gotten life in prison if found guilty of the most serious charge against him. He was charged with homicide, attempted homicide, and recklessly endangering safety for killing two men and hurting a third with an AR-style semi-automatic rifle. The shootings happened during a night of protests over police violence against people in the in the against black people in the tumultuous summer of 2020 Rittenhouse is white as were those who he shot the jury also appeared to be overwhelmingly white all right it looks like our live reporter is ready so let's go there right now she's in Kenosha Wisconsin let's listen in I want to say at this point still there is much more members of the media than uh, any demonstrators or people uh, who are here to listen to the actual verdict right now. Um, but I also want to know that there is a fair balance um, of the camps to parties, really, those who wanted to hear a Kyle Rittenhouse conviction and others who wanted to see him free. And those people are scattered around this entire courtyard right now. So behind me is the actual courthouse. These steps are really the center stage of where people have been making their voice heard, you know, immediately after that verdict was reached. And we actually heard it outside these steps. There was immediate cheering, applause from those who are, of course, in favor of Kyle Rittenhouse uh, leaving the courthouse free today. And those, I don't know if you can see him, but the man who is standing all the way at the top, he has a free Kyle uh, sign standing up right now. And he has been very vocal about his opinions. He was saying that, you know, today the court acted justly. There is a lot of system, a lot of things in the American system, he said, that are wrong. However, the court is not one of them. And so he pointed to today's actions by the jury being a symbol of justice. Meanwhile, just a few feet away from him, they're no longer there, but the family of Jacob Blake, he of course was the man who was shot by police officers in August 2020 last summer. It's what sparked this Rittenhouse trial. Uh, they were also on site and uh, there were also leaders of Kenosha here. So they were uh, people of color and they were just saying how uh, afraid they were, how the conviction today or how the verdict today is going to affect their own personal safety from today and moving forward. And it just shows that um, people are on both sides of the aisle. People are happy about the decisions today and others are, of course, not and um, afraid of their safety. We're going to uh. switch gears now and get some reaction uh, across the country. People are flooding social media with their personal opinions about whether they think the jury made the right decision or not. So uh, actually, let me pull this up right here. You can see 
some protesters here walking up to the steps of the courthouse. We will again be following reaction throughout the afternoon and Nick Lawton is standing by. Let me work on popping him up here for you. He's standing by with reaction on social media specifically. It looks like we're starting with uh, Ben Crump, Nick. Mm. Uh, what are you finding on social media? What is the reaction to this verdict? Well, plenty of different reactions, Victoria, depending on what that individual person or organization, depending on what kind of verdict they wanted to see right now. One of the first tweets we have pulled up for you right here is from attorney Ben Crump, who many will remember represented the family of George Floyd in that high-profile trial as well. Now, Ben Crump tweeted out just a little bit ago, actually just 20 minutes ago, he tweeted, quote, the Rittenhouse case has pulled back the curtain on profound cracks in our justice system. From deep bias routinely and unabashedly displayed by the judge to apathy of officers who witnessed Rittenhouse's actions and did nothing. Now, Ben Crumb did tweet one more thing saying, if we were talking about a black man, the conversation and outcome would be starkly different. Again, that's from attorney Ben Crump, who has represented several high-profile cases, including the family of George Floyd, during that entire trial. Now, we've also got uh, some reports from Michael Tarm, who's a legal affairs writer for the Associated Press, who paints a little, uh, a little more larger picture from inside the courtroom. He tweeted that after Rittenhouse was whisked quickly out of the courtroom by a deputy, deputies also entered the gallery and escorted Rittenhouse's mother out. Relatives of Huber and Rosenbaum, those are two of the people who were shot by Rittenhouse, relatives of Huber and Rosenbaum's fiancé were also let out by deputies as a security precaution. Now that kind of harkens back to something that the judge was talking about to the jury after the verdict was read. The judge had to reassure members of the jury that their safety would be taken care of. Now we've got more reaction coming around. Now we've got reaction from this one group, Act for America, which bills itself as the nation's premier grassroots movement dedicated to preserving America's culture, sovereignty, and security. They tweeted out, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial proves we need national stand your ground laws. And it's pointing people who share the same opinion to take action at a link there for more. Now, we've also got reaction from the group A March for Our Lives, who tweeted out, quote, This trial lays bare everything we've been talking about for years. Rittenhouse embodies the very danger posed by a toxic mix of a white supremacist culture that values property over human life and wide proliferation of high-powered guns with fewer limits than a driver's license. Organizations who both wanted far different verdicts in this trial now letting their voices be heard now that this verdict of not guilty on all counts has been read. And Victoria, I do want to point out uh, that top left video that you're seeing right now is a podium just set up outside the courthouse there in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where multiple news microphones have now been set up. We don't know who is set to speak right now, whether Nick, it be... we're hearing now that uh, Rittenhouse's defense attorney, Mark Richards, he's the one that's going to be holding a press conference. That's why the podium is set okay. up there following 
the announcement of the not guilty verdict. Okay, so now we know that Rittenhouse's attorney will be speaking at that podium once they get over there. So the second they're over there, we'll carry that for you right here on Local News Live. So we'll get a chance to hear from Kyle Rittenhouse's attorneys about the verdict that was returned today. His legal team has to be very happy about that verdict because it's not guilty on all counts. And as Victoria showed you just earlier, a lot of emotion showed in Kyle Rittenhouse himself as that verdict was read. Now, a lot of people have been sounding off on social media saying this is surprising and not surprising at the same time, depending on who's doing the tweeting, who's doing the speaking. But obviously, we're going to gather as much reaction as we can to you. And a little bit ago, WMTV, which is our great TV station there in Madison, Wisconsin, we've been carrying some of their coverage. They carried a statement from the Madison, Wisconsin Police Department that said they stand at the ready to assist Kenosha Police and any other law enforcement who will be out in the streets responding tonight. We're, we, uh, we don't know if there's going to be any large organized protests over this verdict just yet, obviously, because it all just came down so soon. But Obviously, it's going to be something we're going to monitor for the rest of the night. And so far, that's all the reaction we've been able to gather so far, Victoria. All right, I appreciate it, Nick. And speaking of police standing at the ready, Kenosha Police Depart the Kenosha Police Department, they have put out several updates on their social media accounts about how they're preparing for the aftermath of the trial. I'm going to pop up this video here while I work on bringing up those statements for you and reading them to you. The last statement was on November 16th, and they released a statement saying the Kenosha County Sheriff's Department and the Kenosha Police Department understand and recognize the anxiety surrounding the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. There are many questions being asked from our community as well as media outlets. Our department have worked together and made coordinated efforts over the last year to improve response capabilities to large-scale events. We have also strengthened our existing relationships with state and federal resources. At this time, we have no reason to facilitate road closures, enact curfews, or ask our communities to modify their daily routines. Lastly, and most importantly, we have and will continue to be engaged with our community leaders. And just a few days before that, on November 11th, they released this statement saying, the Kenosha County Sheriff's Department and the Kenosha Police Department have been and will continue to monitor the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. We recognize that some varying opinions and feelings revolve around the trial that may cause concerns. Both of our departments have dedicated staff working in conjunction with local, state, and federal law enforcement partners to ensure the safety of our community. All right, we're going to pivot very quickly because it looks like Kyle Rittenhouse's attorney is speaking. Let's go straight to it right now. I've tried cases as a prosecutor 100 years ago in front of Judge Schrader. I've tried cases as a defense lawyer, and him and I butted heads as a defense lawyer. Um, Judge Schrader gives you a fair trial as a defendant. You don't want him to sentence your client, okay? Um, but in this case, we were looking for a fair trial, and if we lost, we knew what was going to happen. So it wouldn't have mattered whether it was that judge or some other judge. He's getting life in prison. So I'd rather have a fair trial. All right, you were just listening to Rittenhouse's defense attorney, Mark Richards. 
recap exactly what happened over the past few days as well as today. And I'm going to go through some notes about what he just said to give you a brief summary. And if I do want to do a quick reset, if you're just now joining us, we are covering the verdict of Kyle Rittenhouse. He has been found not guilty on all charges. And he's a, he was accused of killing two and hurting another during a night of unrest following the shooting of a black man in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We're going to go ahead and bring up the outside of this courthouse full screen for you as I go through exactly what his defense attorney, Mark Richards, said. He said, essentially, he was asked about putting his client on the stand. And he said, in Wisconsin, if you don't put your client on the stand, you are going to lose. He said that when they were going through the decision whether or not to put Rittenhouse on the stand, they practiced with a mock jury and they felt like they did better when Rittenhouse testified. And they said that they told him, they told Rittenhouse after his first two attorneys were uh, released from the case, they told him if he was looking for someone who would go off on a cr crusade, he wasn't going to be his lawyer. And he was asked about how long the jury deliberated. And he said, quote, nobody thought it would go past Thursday. I've never seen a jury. And again, he emphasized he doesn't mean this as a slight to the jury. He's never seen a jury uh, take as long as they did. He said they didn't have a lot of questions. They were just working through the issues. It was the time that they took to deliberate that made Mark Richards nervous. And he said they just, he felt like there wasn't any information coming out and he couldn't see one way or another how they were going to rule. And he said that he was most afraid of a compromise. He said as time went on, he thought there was going to be some horse trading in the jury room. And as far as how the prosecution did with this case, he said that he had been a prosecutor and he'd never seen prosecution. He'd never seen the state go after somebody like they did. He said, quote, it's not a game. You are playing with an 18-year-old's life. And he did mention that Rittenhouse is in therapy for PTSD. He said he doesn't sleep at night. And he said the attorney had been receiving a lot of death threats. And Mark Richards mentioned he had stopped answering his phone. And Rittenhouse has had security protection ever since he's been out on bail. And he said Rittenhouse had as much business being at those protests as the protesters did during the Kenosha uh, protest. And he also said, he emphasized he's disappointed by a few things that the prosecution did, calling him an active shooter, as Mark Richards said he was not. And a prosecutor is supposed to stick to the truth, that's what Mark Richards said, and he felt in this case it became about winning and not about sticking to the truth. That's again according to Rittenhouse's defense attorney Mark Richard. Richards, and he was asked about how the judge did, and he said, I've never seen so much made of so little, and he's referring to the critiques and the criticism that came out about this judge, and he said, I've tried cases of prosecution and defense in front of Judge Schrader, and he thought that Judge Schrader gave them a fair trial. He said, quote, he's a fair judge, and he does feel like all in all that the jury took everything very seriously. Of course, that's all according to the defense. There are reactions flooding in on social media all across 
several different social media platforms. We're going to go ahead and take a sampling of that social media and go to Nick Lawton, who has been collecting these responses. Nick, you've been collecting responses from various people, including the families of those that were killed by the hand of Kyle Rittenhouse. So, Nick, I'm going to go ahead and open up your mic as you walk us through some of those responses. Absolutely, Victoria. This is a chance that we've heard from a lot of Wisconsin uh, officials. As WMTV just read on their newscast a little bit ago, they read the full statement from the governor, Tony Evers. So we've got a new statement from the Wisconsin Lieutenant Governor, Mandela Bonds. This is per the Associated Press. The Lieutenant Governor said, quote, over the last few weeks, many dreaded the outcome we just witnessed. The presumption of innocence until proven guilty is what we should expect from our judicial system. But that standard is not always applied equally. We have seen so many black and brown youth killed only to be put on trial posthumously while the innocence of Kyle Rittenhouse was virtually demanded by the judge. But we've got a very different statement from the former Wisconsin governor, Scott Walker, who tweeted out, quote, all of us who knew what actually happened in Kenosha last year assumed this would be the verdict. Thankfully, the jury thought the same. Now, the Associated Press caught up with the parents of Anthony Huber, one of the men who was shot and killed by Rittenhouse last year. Anthony Huber's parents talked about the verdict, the outcome of the trial. They said that the outcome, quote, sends the unacceptable message that armed civilians can show up in any town, incite violence, and then use the danger they have created to justify shooting people in the street. And we just got a message, uh, actually... We've now received another email from the White House. Okay, but it's, uh, it's unrelated. But uh, the White House did send out a statement from President Biden on the Rittenhouse verdict, which I'm now going to show you now. The President Biden said, quote, I just heard a moment ago about the verdict. I didn't watch the trial. I stand by what the jury has concluded. The jury system works, and we have to abide by it, end quote. Those are just some of the latest response that we've been gathering, not only from officials in Wisconsin, former Wisconsin officials as well, and even the President of the United States, who just issued that statement after coming out of his colonoscopy. So we'll continue to gather these right here on Local News Live. Now, obviously, we've continued to keep this response this public response, this gathering crowd outside the courthouse. We've kept this aerial shot up for you uh, for an extended period of time. Now, we haven't seen any other shots anywhere else of any moving large protest activity. But again, we will show you everything that we find. We'll show you every new response we get here on Local News and Live. Speaking of that, Nick, uh, just a few minutes ago, you also had read Ben Crump's statement. And I do want to go ahead and reiterate that one. And the reason why Ben Crump is relevant in all of this is because he is the civil attorney for Jacob Blake. And he did issue this statement after the not guilty verdict in the murder trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. So I'm going to go ahead and read that for you. Uh, he said, if nationally renowned civil rights and personal injury attorney Ben Crump released this statement, quote, 
If you needed yet another example of the two justice systems at work in America, look no further than the delayed arrest, spectacle of a trial, and lack of conviction of Kyle Rittenhouse. AR-15, to be an investigator, or excuse me, Rittenhouse, a self-declared white nationalist, crossed state lines with an unlawfully possessed AR-15 to be an instigator and provocateur in the anti-racism protests in Kenosha. By the end of the night, he had killed two people and left others injured in his wake. And instead of being arrested on the spot by law enforcement, he walked away scot-free. From the outset, this case has been pulled back the curtain on the profound cracks in our justice system from the deep bias routinely and abashedly displayed by the judge to the apathy of the officers who witnessed Rittenhouse's crimes and did nothing. If we were talking about a black man, the conversation and outcome would be starkly different. But we're not, he continues to say. We're talking about Kyle Rittenhouse, a racist, homicidal vigilante who, like so many white men before him, not only escaped accountability, but laughed in its face. Today, I pray for the victims. I pray for our country. I pray for our children and grandchildren. And I pray that this travesty of a case is an outlier on our path to a more just system and not a signal of retreat backwards because we simply can't afford it. Again, that is coming from Ben Crump, who is the civil attorney for Jacob Blake, whose shooting in Kenosha led to the widespread protests that brought Cal Rittenhouse to. We have been covering this breaking news that happened this afternoon that a jury after three and a half days of deliberation have decided that Kyle Rittenhouse is not guilty on all charges. You may remember he was accused of killing two and hurting another during protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He pleaded self-defense and ultimately the jury sided with him. We've been showing you reaction from across the board throughout the afternoon and we will continue monitoring the reaction coming out of Kenosha, Wisconsin. For now, if you want to continue watching local news live, I'm going to briefly explain how you can do that. You can go to any gray television website and click live newscasts. And when they're not in a newscast, you will see us here on local news live in this video player here. We've been following WMTV's coverage, NBC15.com. We've been following their coverage all afternoon as they're about two and a half hours from Kenosha. And they did send a reporter there. They do have a reporter out there outside of the courthouse. So we will also be paying close attention to their newscast to hear from that reporter. But if you want to read the full story, they've got several different stories on NBC15.com or on any of your great television websites. Be sure to check out their website here. Also, if you want to catch up on any newscasts, you can always go to viewit.com. That's viewit.com. Uh, and you can search the call letters of your local news station, or you can even search WMTV, NBC 15, and be able to watch replays of their newscasts and their segments and watch news live there on viewit.com. Well, that's going to wrap up our coverage here on Local News Live. We thank you for joining us.